You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Supply. And now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. It is 8-11 on the White Count. The show is 102.5. Boy, we got a nice uh, a nice treat. We got food from O'Maddie's today. I'm going to tell you, normally... Do you have to give me the mic? Okay, good. <laughs> normally, like when a, like a bar type place is bringing us food, they're like, here's your fried cod at 7 o'clock in the morning. We got crab cakes and... Uh, Tuna, this is fantastic. Thank you very much. What is the pasta? Because it has, uh, is it like a crawfish? It's our Cajun seafood pasta. Oh, so I have a little bit of crawfish really in good. there and Dooley sausage. Yeah. yeah. Good uh, this is great. And uh, Carl Fisher is here with us. Carl uh, Carl and I, I believe we've never met before, oh. but we've talked all the time uh, through text. Carl, has play- how long have you been playing in Billy Joel's band? I'm uh, now coming on 16 years. Mike. 16? Uh, 16. And uh, all right, so... The only other person from Billy Joel's band we've ever had on the show is uh, Liberty DeVito from the old band. Sure, Lib. That's a much different situation than you're in now. <laughs> uh, actually, we re- I really enjoyed having him on because Liberty is at the point now where he is past the anger about Billy, and him and Billy have met, and they've, they've kind of fixed things up a little bit. But I'll tell you... I kind of see uh, both sides in that situation, and I don't. I'm not asking to put you sure. in a bad spot. For those of you who don't know, Billy had this band that he started out with. He put it together. He stuck by them. He, even when Phil Spector told him to get a different band, he said, "No, I'm keeping my band." Yeah. And then Billy got ripped off by his management. And uh, Billy, I, at that point, you start looking at who do I trust around me? Who do I know? And Billy started from scratch. He wiped everything out, kept a couple of people, but then Billy and all those people got mad. One guy killed himself. I mean, that was really some intense stuff. And I would have thought Liberty would have been one of those guys to make the cut, but I don't know their relationship. I don't know Billy. So uh, now, though, he is tasked with finding a new band, a new group of people that he can travel with and be with, and, and he's probably doing more now uh, with these residency shows at Madison Square Garden, I mean, he's setting records and selling out. Uh, you know, than he's done, but it's a different situation. He could just come and go and go home and sleep in his own bed at night, so it's probably a lot easier for him. Yeah, I mean, wow, you just hit on like twenty yeah. chapters of I just, twenty years. <laughs> of, uh, I just started uh, rambling. Yeah, wow, <laughs> it's, it's it's eight o'clock right, in so, the morning. Mike. So let me back let me back it up. Where do you, where uh, how do you come into his peripheral? How does Billy become aware of you? Um, okay, so. Well, first of all, thanks for having us on. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, big fan of you guys. Um, it kind of it's it, to, to run around the block. This t- totally makes sense. Uh, the Cliff Notes version would be: uh, I was a touring uh, jazz trumpet player with Maynard Ferguson, right? Um, and uh, my girl at the time wanted me to come off the road. Uh, Billy had. To well, you know what? Let me back it up yeah, for a second. You, you and I are very similar. We're both New York guys. That's true. Uh, we're both. You know, or men's men. <laughs> what? How long are you playing a horn? Uh since I'm five. I'm okay. fifty now. So, so yeah. and and as you're playing, 
Is that cool for you, throwing a teenage years? Are you a horn guy, or uh, were you playing in bands? How does that work well, out? Well, growing, growing up in New York, uh, it was cool because I got to go into town all the time and see my heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you were just playing Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, going to Jones Beach uh, Theater and seeing Chicago was one of my favorite times I was a sure. kid. Um, so having... Uh, the city right there and having everybody come through the town was amazing. Um, obviously, you know, when my friends are going out and playing baseball and football and I'm home practicing, right, it right. wasn't fun. Right, right, uh, right. But, you know, it was, uh, you know. Like my parents, made, my mother made me play the accordion. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm sitting there in the accordion <laughs> and these guys in the other room are playing guitar and I'm like, I, I want to do that. But my mom had a crush on the accordion teacher, so I had to play the accordion. Yeah. So that sucked. And uh, <laughs> now if Weird Al is here, I might be able to go oom pa pa with him a couple of times, but not nearly as cool. Can't get the chicks with the accordion. No, you're not getting it. Even Weird Al is not getting chicks. So, so uh, when do you start playing in bands and stuff? Um, I would say... Pretty early on, I think my first uh, gig was with my dad was a great trumpet player. Okay, so, I so to that's like, in your family. Yeah, yeah I yeah. want to be like my old man. So gotcha. that was like that. So he took me on gigs. I think I was like nine or ten, and the first time I actually played in front of people, really performance. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of like Ronnie thing. D's family. Like Ronnie yeah. D, you know, he's going out and playing with his dad, our buddy Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. All right. So so uh, when do you get when do you join like Ferguson Maynard Ferguson's band? It was funny because my my dad always wanted to be in Maynard's band in the fifties when he was in Birdland, yeah, the famous jazz club. So they became drinking buddies in the fifties. My dad ch- uh, chickened out on the audition, uh. so he, he never he never made the cup. He used to drink drink with him in Birdland. So long story short, is I, I come along and. Maynard's my guy. And, yeah, you know, as far as exciting energy trumpet, that was the dude, man. He was so uh, that was my mission to be on the band. I think when I was twenty or twenty-one, I got on the band. Was was Maynard on and off for twelve years? Wow, left that's, his music, director. and that's your only job. Yeah, at the time. At the time, I mean, obviously living in New York, I was a fishing mate on um, boats out of Long Island. Right, right. I was doing a lot of stuff, you know, prior to that. Right. And even actually, when I get off the road from Maynard Span, um, Maynard Span didn't pay quite a bit. I worked at Sam Ash on Forty Eighth Street in Midtown Manhattan. So they were paying you as a yeah, as a member of the band, and you were yeah, so you had to pick up. Okay, so that's see, that's a tough gig, a musician, a tough a a tough gig, man. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna go to Joe's place and I'm gonna wash dishes probably (laughs) probably this weekend, right? We'll wash. You, maybe you can help me out, Mike. Yeah, all right. So, okay, so that now uh, you when do you hook up with... Uh, now, when when you get in Billy's band, is it the band that he creates after he fires everybody, or has there been different... Well, it's funny you say that, because uh, that's, I, I, that's not really what i seen happen. Okay, I, good. I well, you would yeah. certainly know better than me. Yeah, no, there was nothing like them. There was definitely not a mass firing. In okay. fact, uh, the, the joke around the whole band and the crew is um, the loyalty... They have crew members with Billy that have been with him uh, between 30 and 40 wow. years. Yeah. 16 years. I'm, I'm, well, me and Mike Del Judas are a new guy. I've been there 16. I think Mike Del Judas is coming on 9 or 10 now. Mike is the guitar player? Guitar player, yeah. singer. Yeah, he's in front of me. He's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're new guys. But going back to running around the block, how I got the gig and everything, and this whole mass exodus that you're saying that never really right, happened, right, right. was basically what was happening is Billy had this show on Broadway called Moving Out. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to get off the road with Maynard. Um, my girl at the time was like, oh, can you stay in Long Island? We want the picket fence in the house. I'm like, yeah. okay. The, 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 <laughs> but didn't you realize without Maynard and without going on the road, there is no picket fence? 
Why don't women ever realize that? I don't know. Yeah, you're wearing too much. When you well, figure you that, want, let you, me know. You want to have a live in a nice house? Show your face. Let me do work. All right, so so uh, you, she's born to pull you off. Yeah, I, and I get off because uh, Tommy Burns, which is Billy's guitar player, longtime yeah. guitar player, is the music director of Moving Out, right. which is on Broadway. And it's like consistent show, eight shows a week, six days a week. Now, did they, is this, I may be combining two stories, but were they in a Billy Joel tribute band? Nope, this is, this is way after the fact. Okay, okay. So Moving Out was almost like a tribute. It was his music with Twyla Tharp, which is a uh, wonderful dance choreographer. Uh, they had this whole show based off Billy's music. Right. It was cool, and Billy would show up occasionally. Oh, yeah. So I got, I was a sub. I came in as a sub right off the beginning, subbing for the main guy. And when I wanted to get off the road, there was a position open up. Tommy Burns was the music director for that, which is also the music director. He was the music director for uh, Billy at the time. He's not the MD anymore. Right. But a uh, great guitarist, another Long Island guy, um, says, yeah, we'd love to have you on Moving Out. So I, I, I'm doing Moving Out now. Get back to your original point about um, mass exodus. Yes, there's a drummer on Moving Out named Chuck Burgey. Okay, unbelievable drummer, man. Um, he's playing Moving Out. So the whole band was just really a fun bunch of guys and great musicians. Um, we do Moving Out for three years. I become principal. Chuck's playing drums. Um, at our favorite Irish bar, imagine that. See the theme, O'Maddie's. Uh, at our Irish bar in the corner, you know, we, we go every night and we're hanging. Tommy says, hey, you know, we're rehearsing with Billy. We knew moving out was closing here in about a month. Right. And he goes, oh, we're rehearsing with Billy. Um, Billy wasn't touring at the time. Um, you yeah. Know, um, and uh, so would you like to show up? And same thing with Chuck. Chuck was invited. You know, Chuck was probably a month before me. Okay. We used to have a car dealership in Long Island, right. by the way. We're rehearsing. Oh, really? Yeah. So I show up, and, you know, the pr- production man, everybody is uh, there, you know, vibing me like, oh, who is this kid? What's going to happen? Yeah. And meanwhile, uh, basically, the whole thing was... Uh, leave your horns here. Come back tomorrow, type of deal. Oh. I'm like a disease. I didn't go away. Right. So, uh, long story short, it just kept kept on rolling into. Uh, hey, we're going to do a couple garden gigs at in, in, in Madison Square Garden. Uh, we don't. Have you know, played the garden before? Um, you know, I played downstairs, the smaller room. Right. I was, I think, with the Temptations or one of those uh, old oldies acts. I, I shouldn't say oldies acts. No, but I know what you mean. You it's know, not. Uh, yeah. It's not the. It's not the main floor in the garden. Though. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and are you a Billy Joel fan? I growing was up, growing I mean, up, I, yeah, everybody growing up in New York loves Billy. Yeah, especially you know being being a fisherman. I when he did Down Easter Alexa, that really yeah. woke me up a little bit. Yeah. I was always into his older older stuff, especially with uh, the saxophone trump, trumpet stuff. I was a big fan. So, but that that's the whole Exodus. So the big Exodus was Liberty didn't do that tour. Right, Chuck came out, killed it. Did a wonderful job. Yeah. Um, they brought back Richie Canada, which is uh, probably he was here with yeah, Richie. Yeah, R- Richie, yeah. Um, uh, Richie was here with Liberty, probably. Um, Richie came back for one tour, and I was stuck in the middle between Richie and Mark Rivera. Mark Rivera's been He's there. still there. He's still So everybody in the band's been there, I would say, you know, 20, 16 is the eight. 10 is Mike. So right. It seems to me everybody has been there between 25 and 30. Okay, so yeah. So you're, 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 you're yeah, it's like. Um, Jason Sheff from Chicago said, so I've been in this band for 25 years, I'm still the new guy. So, exactly. yeah, you're 16 years, yeah. but yet still. All right, so now you're, you're, uh, 
you're in the group. Is he now? Does he have another album that comes out while you're there, or is he just touring? Well, well we actually we just were supposed to do a couple isolated garden dates, right? And then turn out to Twelve Gardens Live, which was the first recording I did with Billy, which okay. is a live recording. Yeah. Um, and then you know, like I said, we did. It just started imploding. Billy was. Let me ask you this personal question: What is? And I'm not asking for numbers, but what is the pay from Maynard's uh, band to Billy Joel's band? Like, are you? Are we like, hey, we're getting a new picket fence? Well, yeah, exactly. uh, The analogy and a quick uh, little story on that was Maynard was still alive when I got Billy's gig, Uh, and whenever Maynard would come in town, I had an open door policy. If I wanted to jump on a tour, if he needed somebody really quick, I get a call. We're getting ready to that first tour ends. It was like a two month tour. Uh, with Billy, right. and I'm like, I'm like, hey, you guys are mispaying me. I think you're, you know, you added a zero. I should be there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it was, it was, it was life. Honestly, it was life changing. Sure. I was bouncing. Uh, you know, moving out was life changing too because I had a, a steady, steady gig in know, the city at Broadway. Yeah, yeah, I was doing weddings and stuff for like years, which was good, but it wasn't great. You right. Know? So, long story short. Uh, we get off Billy's tour, um, and we're getting ready to do a European tour. We're going to actually go go over to, to Rome okay. and play in front of the uh, Coliseum in Rome. That's great. And it was like, oh, my God. So I'm like, really? Yeah. And Richie left. So now my my job got a little harder. I'm like, hey, can you play some saxophone, too? Right. So, so, I'm, so I'm like, yeah. So I'm learning. And Maynard calls me. He goes, hey, man, I'm playing a Blue Note in Manhattan. And then we're going into Tony Bennett's studio. His son has a studio in Jersey. We're going to do a record. Love for you to do it. I'm like, when is it? It was the same week. Oh, I'm like, what the hell do I do? I'm yeah. like, so I say to Maynard, I, you know, uh, I don't know. What should I do? He goes, and Maynard at that point was 76. And he goes, oh, it's cool. He goes, make your money. Yeah, goes, you yeah, need yeah. to make some money now. Make your money. Yeah. There'll be other times. So we did the tour. It was unbelievable. I had a great time. Got home. I uh, get a call on my cell phone from Maynard's manager and saying, Maynard's in the hospital. He's dying. Uh, uh, call him. So I yeah. call him, and within was five hours, he passed away. Oh, so that was wow. my one regret. Yeah, yeah. But going going from Maynard to, to Billy, they're both men's men, like you were talking about. Right. And they were both, they're, they're the same leader. It's amazing. They lead by example. They don't lead by yelling. Yeah. Um, they take care of business. And, you know, it's funny you're saying this mass exodus. Everybody on the Billy Joel tour has been there, except for a drummer and a saxophone player. That's interesting. So it's not yeah, really yeah, what, yeah. what you read. You yeah, know? well, you know, I think what... Uh, <laughs> There was a documentary that came out that made it look a lot worse than it was. Hired guns. Hired yeah. guns, yeah. And uh, I love the documentary, but they they give you their angry side of the story and not the whole the whole deal. So when you see one side, but I'll be honest, Liberty was very uh, forthcoming with the truth when he was in here, and sure. he was uh, he was telling us the way you know things. He was just a little confused. Sure. He, he, you know, he didn't have yeah. the anger that he probably used to have. Sure, fired guns is the real name. Of that. Fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's so the bitterness of the music business. <laughs> so uh, this is Carl Fisher. Carl uh, plays in Billy Joel's band. He is going to be at. Uh, I'm going to give the address here. He's going to be at O'Maddie's, which is at five four zero five Shore Boulevard in Gulfport on Saturday. And it is a hurricane relief benefit show, and he, it's going to be Carl Fisher's Sunshine City Brass. Now, who is playing with you? That's a hard pill to swallow. Sunshine yeah. City. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thankfully, I'm a pro. Yeah, you've been through this before. <laughs> who, who is playing with you? Uh, so, yeah, the Sunshine City thing is uh, I have Louis, Louis Alisea on drums. Uh-huh. I put this band together about in, beginning of the pandemic. Right. When we were sitting around doing Trying nothing. To come up with ideas. Yeah, and I always thought Sunshine City being St. Pete. I live in St. Pete. And, right. And O'Maddie's is in Gulfport, which is, uh, was it like a uh, proverb of St. Pete? Or it's a, yeah, just yeah. in the southern part of St. Petersburg. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool vibe. Uh, it's yeah. a very cool 
eclectic town. So um, I put this thing together trying to be like a second line fun. You know, I call I call it just freewheeling fun jazz. You know, with with like a kind of a backbeat. And so Louis Alcea plays really wonderful. He's from Al Dimiola's band. Okay. He's Al Dimiola. So yeah, yeah. so you know he's yeah. Good. He's killer. <laughs> well, that it's funny. He's a guy too. I was just gonna say that about I was gonna say that about you. I was gonna be like, if Carl is picking the musicians to be in the band, oh, you thanks. know they're good music. Well, I mean, like great musicians surround themselves with other great musicians. Thanks, yeah. So uh, you know, if you want to go by and check this out. Plus, I'll tell you right now firsthand, I haven't eaten all of it yet, but there's some great food that is oh, here today. Ridiculous. Uh, so on Saturday night, between now and the end of the year, is like our busy time of the year. And Charlie Belcher hits me up last week and he goes, pick one of these dates so we can lock in at dinner before the end of the year. So he picked Saturday. And then he hits me back and he's like, hey, I got a charity thing that popped up. I can't do dinner. And I'm like, okay. And then I see... Charlie on the flyer. So Charlie's going to be out there. So I'm going to try and come by on Saturday. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and check it out. And hopefully, you know, I mean, this area, we, we, uh, most of us escaped really, uh, easily from the hurricane, but Lord knows, uh, it may be us next year. And, uh, it was certainly our neighbors that got demolished this year. So yeah. anything we could do to help out, I think this is a great idea. So you come by, you get a couple of, uh, Budweiser's and you eat some great food and you watch some great, uh, some great music. I'm looking forward to it. Now, um, let's talk about Billy for a second. Is he, uh, the guy that hangs out with you or is he the guy that shows up, does his thing and then, well, cause he's an icon, he can do that. He can do that, but yeah. he, he's, again, he's a man's man. What you see is what you get. If he can, if he's in town or if he's hanging out, um, Obviously, before before after the gig, we all have to. He has to really get out of there right. because he gets crushed, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he. It's funny now. It's in sixteen years, of the last ten, it's like our dressing room is his dressing room. He hangs. Oh, he, he hangs. hangs yeah, yeah. And he's just you know he's just one you of the guys. You put people around you that you want to spend time with, exactly. and uh, it's good that he's. That's what you want. One of the guys you don't want because then if he's not, then you start over the years. Developing a, a you know feeling against him, like you know, oh, he thinks he's better than us. We don't like him. Uh, but I would, clearly, if he's hanging out with you guys, well, it's a family. You, you end up loving family. the guy and yeah. want to do anything for him. Yeah. I have been a fan. So I, when uh, you and I didn't connect, but almost connected, yeah. I was coming up to go see Pearl Jam on nine eleven, right. and there was an opportunity to go see Billy for my like twenty seventh time uh, <laughs> that weekend that I was there. And I and I would tell you that if I lived in New York, I would I'd probably go to every weekend that there was a show. I mean, that's one of those things where I could. Hear, and I know the same corny jokes he tells after everything. <laughs> I I know almost the set list as it's going on. But I really is one of those guys that I really enjoy. Cool. Comes to place here a couple of years ago. I go to the show. It was a great show. But the day before his the show, he's at the goddamn motorcycle dealership two miles from here. Oh, he was up here. Yeah, yeah. I looked online and I yeah. saw all the he's like I, in all the years that I've been doing radio. There's like a few, a handful of guys I never met that I want to meet. Yeah. Billy is on that list, and I was like, he was right here. Well, the one show that you went to was for students only. Oh yeah, and he was like, we were there for that <laughs> to pay someone's tuition. <laughs> yeah, he's like just get me in. I'll pay your whole tuition. A couple of years ago, they did a show at the Palladium in St. Pete, and oh, yeah. it was only open for. St. Pete College students. Yep. Yeah, I did. I remember that. Yeah, and and, uh, and Ruth Eckert Hall. I think. Ruth, yeah, Ruth Eckert Hall. Ross, put, put it over there. Yeah. 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 
And uh, it was great for students, performing students and students that were in the music business because he would take questions and then he'd play some songs and he'd take questions. Great. Yeah. So I had my hand raised. I have no. I ended up getting in. Okay. I, uh, I'm there by myself. So the best part is I'm dressed pretty much like this and they call me in the afternoon and they go, like we were doing afternoons at the time, and they go, hey, we got you in at the Billy Joel thing. And I'm like, oh. That's great. So I had to run like the big lots and go buy, I to go buy clothes at 7 o'clock at night. And I go there and uh, and Billy, I, I people were raising their hand like, hey, I have a question, and when you're picking a manager, and he's like, "Oh, great thing," you know, and uh, and then I was like, I, I had a question. I was gonna be like, "Billy, I have, uh, I'm not a student. I have no musical background, but I'd love to come up and sing a song with you." <laughs> and I would have just went up there and crushed it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, uh, he's one of the one of the few things that I've always I've always loved, and huh. I don't care if he ever makes any more music again. He's done enough, you know. Yeah, he's he's an anomaly, man. Yeah, you know. That's but man, what a what a great thing to be part of for you. I mean, just to have, I mean, that there's there's few icons that you can be a part of what they've done you know yeah you know again i'm very humbled and honored to have the gig and it comes just comes back to i think the reason there's a lot of great musicians out there and yeah. a lot of great people that want to get that gig that are in line for the gig i think part of the reason uh, i think a lot of the reason uh, i'm there is we have the same interest i'm a long island fisherman yeah i was riding a lot of motorcycles at the time up on the north shore and, and ocean parkway uh, on the south shore and so whenever i would see billy on moving out he'd come yeah. and hang out we talked I would talk about bikes. I wouldn't be up as butt about, right, right. hey, when you wrote New York State. Right, right, right. You, you were was, a dude, it's, yeah. It's just like, you know, and so I think that goes a long way. And, again, I, I think the crew and the band is family. Yeah. And that's what he likes, um, you know. You know, when you have to play, you play, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I mean, uh, we've been doing this show for... Uh, 15 years, 16 years, and mostly everybody's been here for that whole time because when you find the people you want around you, yeah. you pray that they stay forever, you Absolutely. know? Uh, and then it doesn't become a job anymore. Well, these guys fun. are shaking their heads at you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we can't, we can't wait to get out. Yeah. Sorry, if they didn't add that extra zero, I would be. <laughs> so, what, uh, so what do you do now between, so is it just New York shows for right now? No, we're, we got a pretty busy schedule. I think last week, what the hell were we last week? Um, well, California, we're, weren't you? Yeah, but that, that, that me, oh, oh, wait, oh. Hey, private gig for Billy Joe, boy, that must cost a fortune. Oh, yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, hear, I play trumpet. <laughs> I, uh, I hear Howard Stern say every once in a while, he's like, I'm at this place in the Hamptons, and Billy Joel's there, and, and Bruce Springsteen's there, and next thing you know, Billy's playing piano, and Bruce is singing. I thought, Jesus, that must be the greatest thing in the world. It's funny you mentioned that. I mean, we're bouncing all around. Um, yeah. But uh, I remember about 10 years ago, we fly to Sp Spain, and uh, Lionel Richie played Cocktail Hour. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, huh? Yeah. What, what is this about? We rarely do it, uh, we, but uh, privates. But we have... Um, you know, the summer was fun. We did a lot of uh, stadiums, yeah. you know, because it's nice out and stuff like that. See, my problem is, as a fan, I've been to so many shows and had great seats yeah. that it's hard for me to go to a stadium and sit in the back now. Yeah. Like, the very first show I've ever, I ever saw for, of Billy was Giant Stadium oh, wow. in 91 or 2. And uh, we, I happened to be in Staten Island. I lived here, flew back up. My cousin Lewis said, you know, Billy Joel's playing tonight at Giant Stadium. Let's see if we can find tickets. And we bought obstructed view tickets behind the stage. Right. And we were like, all right, well, let's just go. We could hear it, you know. Well, we're sitting right above the stage. The piano is center in the stage. I think that's the best seat in the house. It was great. Yeah, yeah it was great. We paid for cheap tickets. Yep. And then at that moment, I was like, you've never 
so I have a couple of goals in my life and some that I realized will never happen. I will never play shortstop for the Yankees. I will never be able to come out and give a curtain call at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I, at 50, but you have the seats in the yeah, green room. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can pretend. I walked in the green room. I'm like, those are Yankees. Oh, I got plenty. Uh, my wife's like, are we trying to rebuild the stadium? We have too many seats in this house. <laughs> so I know that. And then the other thing is, and uh, we play in a cover band. And I have not. We don't write. Bible Toddler. We don't write any music. We do. We know that. We know the key to success is to play songs that girls like. Girls come. Girls bring guys. Everybody's happy. We're not trying to be superstars. Sure. But one thing that I do miss out on is the first time I was in Giant Stadium and heard a hundred thousand people sing Piano Man a cappella is the most amazing feeling in the world. That is a lot of people, and what that feeling must be like to know that. Just in this room, just in this room of a hundred thousand people, that you've affected every one of their lives, and now multiply that by you know twenty countries. That's that's a reality check, and that's amazing. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's magical every time. And yeah. The garden's like our living room, so yeah. when we do it, the garden, uh, we all pinch ourselves, especially when it comes up to that acapella time at Piano Man. It's like, wow, this is it's crazy. Well, you, know? you what about you? You got that big uh, crazy trumpet thing that you do. Uh, um, yeah, you know, I am big. <laughs> but you got, uh, in you the got... belly, mostly. <laughs> no, that's Zanzibar. Zanzibar, yeah. yeah, yeah you got that. Now. You got that soul. I mean, they're all eyes on you. You can't f that up, and that seems like it's difficult. Yeah, it's, you know, it was uh, one of tra- one of the tracks from the Fifty Second Street record. Yeah, what was a jazz influenced record at the time, and um, the gentleman that played that solo was one of my heroes too. And Maynard's friend was uh, a guy named Freddie Hubbard, who was a wonderful, probably the prominent. Jazz trumpet player of the seventies and eighties was yeah. this Freddie Aubrey guy, so trying to fill his shoes. And what what's cool about Billy and what even rehearsing with Billy um, is, it's like you pay homage to the to, to, to the original tune. Uh, you know, obviously you have to play certain key moments, right. parts, but at the same time, it's like be you and play. your own flair too. So it, yeah, you know? so at the end, I kind of I I, I kind of light myself on fire and jump through hoops. And <laughs> I try to blow it's my head pr- off. It's pretty amazing. Know? So thank you. Bro. Yeah, it really is. Before I the first time I really re- remember seeing it was here in in uh, Emily Arena years ago. Oh cool. And I was like, Jesus, look at this. Emily. There was that, and then, then the other guy who comes out and sings in Italian or wherever he does. That's Michael. Michael, yeah. 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 Both those things are unexpected for the show, and then you see and you're like, Jesus, that was fantastic. Well, Billy's you know. Know, he, he likes to think outside the box, yeah. and that's what's what's really cool about you know when I joined the tour, they wanted to resurrect this tune because they never really did it live. Very rarely did it at Zanzibar, yeah. and then obviously Nessa Dorma with Mike. That was uh, that happened as an accident before Italian restaurant, uh, you know. And you're bringing up Amelie Arena, which when we do cope through Tampa, we like to play that. Sure, I'm actually going to a Bolts game tonight. So oh, you really? I love good, it, and, good, yeah, good, good. I know you guys are Bolts heads, yeah, so yeah. I can see from your sleeve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we're getting into the man's man thing and you know uh, I, I i have to digress a whole bunch and stop me if no go um so 10 years ago um i lost my house to hurricane sandy oh wow i didn't know that. yeah so we were on the south shore of long island my wife and i we lost the house and so it was really uh you know eye-opening experience um and so I'm hanging out down here in Gulfport, and I hang out with this guy, Joe. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He's, he's one of the guys. We're hanging out, having a couple drinks. And, you know, I ha- had no idea that the guy even I had this place on at the time. I was just, oh, right, right. you know, friend of a friend. We're hanging out. So I've always been cognizant of playing places that have a vibe. Yeah. I don't play it down here much because a lot of places, quite frankly, you know, it's transient land. Florida yeah, sure. is a great place, but it seems like it's very transient. So I find out. 
you know, he's like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm down in O'Manny's. I go on O'Manny's, and I, I always like the vibe of this place. It's open on Boca Ciega Bay. It's just a really cool place. The food's great. So we dodged this bullet with this storm. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what can I do? I, you know, I'm, we're trying to come up with ideas. Oh, if you've been in one, you want to do what you can to help out the next people. I've, I've been there. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, and what really rang true for me, and I, I talked to Joe about this, was I, uh, 78 Below was this place on Columbus Avenue in Manhattan. I used to play weekly. <laughs> and, and when Hurricane Sandy happened, um, I get a call like two weeks later saying, hey, they did a hurricane fundraiser. Here's 2500 in cash for you. Nice. And they gave two musicians five grand, basically. Right, right. I'm like, wow. And that went a long way. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't have, you know, what the hell are we going to do? So I, I brainstormed, like, Gulfport dodged the bullet because of the low-lying area. St. Pete dodged yeah, the bullet. Oh, the whole our, area. Right? Our neighbors south yeah. of us, you know, really got crushed. So I, I, I was like, I came up, I called you. I'm like, hey, man, can we talk? And within what? Uh, Probably half hour, we kind of, which was only three and a half weeks ago, yeah. we kind of brainstormed this whole idea. Right? Yeah. So we're we're excited. It's all going to the Red Cross through GoFundMe. It is it is happening on uh, Saturday at O'Manny's, which is a uh, fifty four oh five Shore Boulevard South in Gulfport. Uh, it is a hurricane relief benefit show. Carl Fisher's Sunshine City Brass uh, will be performing. Charlie Belcher will be hosting. I'm going to do my best to stop by and uh, see you guys and probably just come by and eat more of this food. Uh, but uh, go by and check it out if you can. Uh, Saturday and what, 2 to 5? 2 to 5, early hit. Nice. Yeah, it's early. You know, yeah. get it and quit yeah. it. And that, no, that's that's perfect because that, that's probably the best time of the day to be out there. Uh, Saturday, 2 to 5, go by and check it out. And I, I thank you for getting up early and bringing in food today. This stuff is great. And uh, this is really nice of both of you to, to do this and help out the area. Thanks Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and don't think I'm not going to hit you up when next time you guys come to Emily Arena and, uh, and perform. <laughs> I'll buy the goddamn tickets. You just tell Billy you're going to meet at the motorcycle store. Uh, Carl, thank you. Great hey, to see you, buddy. Likewise. Uh, and we will take a quick break. If you want to find out more about Carl, you can do that. You can go to fishermusic.com and make sure you check them out Saturday at O'Maddie's. It's the Mike Cal the show. We'll be back. It's 1025 The Bone. You're- Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.